Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is A Vague Idea. It's a comedy trivia podcast. I'm Nate Regolia, and each week we subject our guests to a list of topics to find out if they have a vague idea. And this week we're going to be talking about mechanized weapons of death. That's right. In the form of video games. We're talking about Metal Gear? Metal Gear. Metal Gear. (laughs) And we're going to be talking about Metal Gear with... One half of the movie, the podcast crew. Yes. Returning guests. First returning guest. He is also a publisher at Space Boy Books and a Purdue Boilermaker. It's Sean Grokowski. Hell yeah. Yeah. Sean, did you uh, know that the University of Wyoming is seeking a quarterback and they've posted billboards? I think you're in good enough shape. You should just go take the job. I don't have that Josh Allen height or athletic (laughs) ability. That's fair. I guess you do have to be like six, seven to play quarterback now. But I am an adult doofus, and we have no, that. I common. mean, you got Kyler Murray is like short, you know, he yeah, does pretty but, well. Yeah. Just, just imagine you could be in those hilarious memes where people Photoshop him to be like <laughs> an inch tall. Wasn't you to put the one up where he's like a tiny, like, like miniature man with a with his normal size head? Yeah. Right? I, I find that just hilarious. I don't know. Every time I see one, it makes me laugh. Uh, Sean, welcome back to the show. Uh, Our second returning guest, he is an artist. Um, He also uh, needs help to fix his tooth. So if you want to uh, send him some money over Venmo, it's at El Topo (laughs) XL. Yeah, I'm known for two things, my art and my bad teeth. I think that also, as far as as, uh, Sean and I being returning guests, I feel like we're like perma guests. I feel like we've been, we're like... uh, what was it? Uh, Alec Baldwin in SNL or whatever. Yeah. I think I made this uh, reference Steve last Martin. time too. Yeah, yeah. You're getting to you're getting to that five timers club where I'm gonna have to buy you jackets. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you should get like Ribera Steakhouse, like Regolia Steakhouse jackets. I know only TJ and I got that. Reference, oh yeah, but... <laughs> I like that. Is this like a sport coat with a crest on it? No, it's like a satin baseball jacket. Oh, know, even with better. An embroidered back. Nice. Yeah, I, I think we could uh, we could that's roll through a, the streets, look, Yakuza style that, in those. That's a look that needs to be brought back, satin jackets. Well, we got to test it out on black dudes because they look cool and everything. So, like, true. yeah. Remember, like, you remember when, like, it got really popular and kind of like the hip-hop fashion to wear a NASCAR, those big, oh, goofy yeah. NASCAR jackets? Well, did you watch that? Yeah. Uh, did you watch the uh, uh, Channel 5 video where he went back to Talladega? No. Oh, you. Oh, you gotta watch. First of all, uh, you need to watch every yeah. Channel Five video. There, I watch most of them. Yeah. It is. It is event TV. The Chet Hanks one was killing me. You gotta watch the the Talladega one. It's great. But he he finds a rapper. He finds a NASCAR rapper, and it's a black guy. And the yeah. guy's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I, you know, I started wearing these jackets. I didn't even like NASCAR. I just thought it was a cool looking jacket. And then like all of a sudden I just started rapping about it. People liked it. So now I'm the NASCAR rapper. Like, How have I been missing this white knuckle thrill ride? Is that all you thought when you were uh, watching it? It was so fun. You got it's It's so great. And like he gets shut down because he's interviewing drivers and asking them how they pee and poo during the race. And then the, it cuts and like uh, they've banned us from the pit area because they didn't like their questions. <laughs> pretty funny that's great also like rednecks now they like i keep screaming fuck kyle bush because that's like they either say go brandon or fuck kyle bush and it's just yelling fuck kyle bush is just a lot of fun and they're obsessed with making gas expensive too no like (laughs) it 
they just don't like him. Like, and it's funny because they're like, the one guy's like, well, people don't like him because he's like a Yankee. And then you find out he's from like Las Vegas. And it's like, I don't think you understand that term. Like, <laughs> like um, but yeah, it's great. Uh, Channel Five. This show is sponsored by Channel Five. Thank you very much. What did it used to be called? It used to be called All Gas No Breaks. That's what it is. Okay. Nice. But Andrew was getting, Andrew, the host and creator, was getting hosed by, I forget. It's one of those big media conglomerates. Yeah, like, like I forget, uh, I, I remember the whole it's thing. The he was Bloomberg on Hassan, one, right? Yeah, he was on Hassan's yeah. show. He, it's the Bloomberg group uh, that was paid to do all the memes uh, during the campaign. Oh, first they got Bernie Sanders, and then they got all gas no breaks. Yeah, well, he so he's independent now, and probably hopefully making like a bazillion dollars because his content is great. I love it. Yeah. So that guest that I was introducing earlier is TJ Stambaugh. TJ, welcome back to the show. Oh, good to be back. <laughs> what, what do you know about TJ Stambaugh? Dead tooth. That's right. That's right. I, I wish it was dead. Then I could just rip it out myself. <laughs> you could put uh, poison in there. And that way, if Baron Harkonnen ever kidnaps you, you try you to go. take oh, him out. Where, Hell yeah, our, they make... Where's the Dune episode? Yeah, we should have done Dune. Why did we not think of that? Also, I'm glad they made one good movie this year. Yeah. yeah, we'll do we'll do Dune later. We'll that do Dune. A, this yeah. was a tough year to make a top ten list. I gotta tell you, I got a TJ. I got a text from TJ that I thought it was one that I sent myself, or it was, or no, it was a Facebook post. Or it was just like, I don't think I like movies, and I'm just not gonna watch them for a while. Oh yeah, no, I saw that because that's exactly something you have said on your podcast several <laughs> yeah, times it was, lately. It was during watching the Matrix, whatever the fuck this new one is. I was like, I'm done. I can't. This was. It was like mentally anguishing to watch this movie. Anyway, anyway, let's get on to the. Yeah, I think we all get to that point though with things. Like I've even felt that way about video games sometimes lately, where I'm just like, I don't think I enjoy video games anymore. I felt that way. I felt that way seven hours into the last Assassin's Creed game. I'm like, this game, like I keep playing it, but I'm not enjoying this game, and it's just repetitive and fucking boring. And I just was like, fuck it. But like, I get this weird thing where it's like, well, I spent sixty dollars on this game, so I need to like beat it. But it's like, fuck it, I put enough time in it. I'm done. I'm not enjoying this. I'm turning it off. I I don't know why I keep buying Assassin's Creed games. I the the thing that happened with Valhalla is the exact same thing that happened with the last two Assassin's Creed games. I like hear a bunch of people say, no, nah, this one's good, and then I start playing, it and I'm like, it's fine. And I like the I'm pirate bored. one. You know, that's the I've never played it. I I yeah. own it. I own it on. I think every console that I have, because at one point they gave it away for free at a yeah. lot of places. <laughs> I've been playing NCAA 14 and I, and I, I swear God, I'll shut up. We'll talk about Metal Gear, but fucking <laughs> like I miss these random name generators. Cause like it, it just assigns names to all the college players. So I'm going through the recruit list and there's a big fat white tackle from like a uh, Georgian named Baba Tunde Cobb. <laughs> and like now I'm obsessed with creating the backstory of this fictional person, like the ballad of Babatunde Cobb. <laughs> what was uh what was Kevin Bacon's name in that air up there movie? Was his last name Cobb? Could this be oh, like a oh, oh shit, I think bro. it was god damn be like an adopted son sort of situation where he's just trying to like fully integrate the family? We watched that movie too. I remember yeah. I listened to that episode, it was terrible. <laughs> It was not very good. I, I remember probably, as a as a middle schooler really enjoying that movie because basketball I, was big and it was I, I like know, oh we this were is so fun, racist but... when we were younger like it's crazy. <laughs> I think uh, all I remember from that movie review is talking we couldn't figure out whether or not they're getting like part of their dick cut off or just cut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was very odd. Like and that was like Are they a... letting the air up there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that where I, it's going? 
that movie made a lot of strange decisions, especially considering it was like a family film. Like it's just very, very strange. Uh, but yeah, let's. Uh, All right, let's, let's talk this. about Metal Gear. Yes, Hideo Kojima's my favorite series, my favorite video game series. Hands I'm gonna down. put it on Front Street. I think my favorite Metal Gear is Revengeance. I mean, Revengeance is fucking great. I and loved then it. Three is that the one after Revengeance is after four. My uh, yes, yeah, it's the one. It's the action one. It's made like, by. Yeah. It was made by Platinum Games. It's like yeah. not like the rest of them, but you get to it. Kind of. Uh, it kind of redeems Raiden a lot. Yeah, well, I guess like four redeemed Raiden. And you get a hard. nanotech senator and that guy rules. Yeah, he looks like he's all jacked. And, yeah. uh, and the, the plot in that game is absurd. They need to make another one. <laughs> what what happens? He fixes the cable. There's also a great uh, mechanic in that game where you can like freeze time and then like slice things like crazy with your with your analog sticks. Yeah. Oh, man. So you can fun. cut down the twin towers. Yeah, basically. Oh, it's, shit. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> hey, let's get into round number one. Right. Sean, okay. do you have a vague idea about Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty? Oh, Metal Gear Solid 2 is an interesting game because it's the only game that I thought I beat because it has an ending cinematic that's yep. four and a half hours long. Yep. And uh, I was farting around the house listening to them talk about memes, which is, where, I think, the first place I ever heard the term meme before. Yep. Because of the the game revolves around memetics and like uh, not controlling the population, but kind of funneling popular opinion, and then you have a sword fight with the president, who's a clone of Snake. He's also, a, he, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, uh, which I only noticed because my controller fell off the table. Uh, it's yeah, the <laughs> game's called Sons of Liberty. I remember I bought Zone of the Enders, I believe, yes. because it came with the demo. Yep, okay. and the demo is the tanker mission in the beginning. Um, where you are snake and everything seems normal, but then in the game itself, uh, after that mission, you are abruptly switched to this like platinum haired twink named Raiden, uh, with no fucking foreknowledge. And like, I don't know that this could happen now, but because the internet wasn't like ubiquitous in the way that it is now, like nobody knew, at least mm-hmm. nobody I know knew that that's what was going to happen in the game. Um, Snake shows up later in the game as Iroquois Pliskin, which like yeah, you know, yeah. obviously uh, overtly <laughs> references his uh, origins as like a Snake Pliskin analog. Uh, I also remember that the Colonel starts freaking out in the game. Like the game makes you think that the game itself is fucked up. Uh, yeah. Like it starts giving you game over screens at one point. Um, you have to go to Big Shell is the name of the uh, the base. Every Metal Gear has some base you have to infiltrate. This one's Big Shell. Yeah, and then you find out that the president is another snake who has like a mech suit and nanotechnology. And uh, Snake has a headband that he points at, uh, at a reference to uh, like an Easter egg in the first game after beating it where you get unlimited ammo and he goes, unlimited ammo, and just points <laughs> at it, which is really funny. The game's like... Like I don't normally like meta things. I think TJ referenced that earlier when we we're talking offline. But like the game is incredibly metatextual, but it's like kind of brilliant in how stupid it is. Yeah. At the same time, I think that's a good way to describe Hideo Kojima's like writing style in yeah. general. Like it's it's like incredibly silly but self serious at the same time. Like it's 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 like nothing you'll ever see. Like he 
He's a true auteur of video games. Like it, like, it makes me wonder how much of that shit is silly because of translations, or be, oh no. if it's that silly in the original text. It's that silly. I feel I, like he's just like a hard on his sleeve composer of these things. So he's just absolutely. like, I like this. I think this is cool. It's it's in the game, and that's it. You know? Yeah. Uh, great, TJ. Anything to add about? About um, know your solitude, sons. Of I just just a few things. Uh, one thing that always bothered me is the president that is also a clone of Snake is named Solidus. <laughs> so you got Liquid, Solid, and Solidus. The fuck is Solidus? What is that? It's terrible. Like Solidus. <laughs> what does it mean in Latin? I mean, probably to solid. Oh yeah, like it's terrible. It's awful. Um. Sean was talking about when the colonel starts getting like weird. I I legitimately like that segment of the game because you're also at that point you are raiding and you're naked running yeah. through the stores and cartwheeling everywhere. But you're your fucking dick. your codex and and every time the codex goes off, you have to pause the game basically to go into the codex. Your codex is going off like every five seconds. I remember that being one of the like most. I wouldn't say it was scary. But it, it definitely was like kind of nerve wracking and sort of make, made me feel really anxious. And like every all the characters started getting crazy on the other side of the codex. Like the and uh, the colonel's face like turned into this weird like skull silhouette, which was yeah. like really freaky. Yeah, and, and it is disturbing because it's not just like he's like, I'm going to kill you now. He's like just saying the weirdest shit. Like it's like. It's like, uh, it reminds me when Hal's dying in 2001, yeah. kind of. He's like, yeah. I'm sorry about lunch the other day. I I remember I should have brought my, wall, my wallet. Like, yeah, it just kind of like, yeah. It was like, it's one of those things. And I mean, Metal Gear, I'm sure we'll touch on more of them as the show goes on. But like Metal Gear is like, a f- like it's a foundational game series, especially for me. But like, there's moments in all those games that I re- I'll remember forever, like, that sequence alone was like it blew my fucking mind as a kid and i mean a kid i was probably i was probably like 16 we're 18 or 19 somewhere around in that yes between 16 and 19 yeah but um a kid enough but it still was like and also the fact that like um you know sean mentioned it um before but you know this was the first time i ever heard about memes and if you really think about like all of that dialogue in that sequence like Kojima was Kojima was way ahead of his time. Like he was a hundred percent right. Yeah. Like that. Like all they're, they're talking about is the fucking meme magic shit that we'd all come to know fucking in 2016. Like it's wild to think about because like if the I mean the internet I guess was a thing but it wasn't what it is now and that's like way forward thinking and I'm sure that you know Kojima's like every other artist he cribs stuff from everybody. I'm sure he yeah. read that somewhere else but like. I had never heard those thoughts before. But, but he was right, and that's the most disturbing thing. It wasn't so much like, we're not trying to start wars and take over the world. We're just trying to shape popular opinion. We just want you to think yeah. what we want you to think. Yeah, like, it's fucking wild. Yeah. I, I'll and read all- this portion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, I mean, because this, this is on the wiki, and the wiki is very, goes deep into this whole theme and analysis. Um, the quote, in the current digitized world, trivial information is accumulating every second, preserved in all its triteness. Never fading, always accessible. Rumors about petty issues, misinterpretations, slander. All this junk data preserved in an unfiltered state, growing at an alarming rate. It will only slow down social progress, reduce the rate of evolution. The digital society furthers human flaws, 
and selectively rewards development of convenient half-truths. Everyone withdraws into their own small gated community, afraid of a larger forum. They stay inside their little ponds, leaking whatever truth, in quotes, suits them into the growing cesspool of society at large. The different cardinal truths never clash nor mesh. No one is invalidated, but nobody is right. Not even natural selection can take place here. The world is being engulfed in, quote, truth. And this is the way the world ends, not with a bang, but a whimper. Dude, that shit's fucking wild. That sounds like your game come out. It came out November of 2001. Jesus Christ. I mean, that's, it's so it's post-September 11th that it comes out. It's fucking eerie how, I mean, that just sounds like you're talking about nowadays. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I mean, you're talking just, about Reddit and like fucking, yeah. you know, uh, Facebook and YouTube and yeah, yeah. All that shit. It's nuts. Well, and it's fucking, and it's immediately after September 11th. So it's right at a period of time when this is start, like this is starting to ramp up. In, in just the campaign to get the Patriot Act passed, Just right? that line, like, nobody's ever right, but no one is ever wrong, nothing is invalid, is like, it's bothering me now just hearing it read out loud, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I read this several times while I was putting this show together, and I was, I've been haunted by it. It's like, yeah, it's, it's too perfectly correct. Yeah, it's wild. And also, like, one of the things that, like, I guess you, I, I guess I wouldn't say that, that Metal Gear Solid 3 obviously had a pretty like a big a pretty big anti-war thing but it started in 2 like 2 is obviously very anti-war 1 is like more of a straightforward kind of like die hard sort of yeah pitch, yeah you know one's I mean? just like a, a sneaking spy game they don't really part. get into I mean, the, like they do get into like some political like stuff but it's not it's not anywhere near like like 2 and I think that's like another thing like uh, two is like a very popular game and this storyline is not like this is a pretty subversive storyline to put in your giant it's big budget game very leftist like it's like it, yeah yeah absolutely i don't know if you're getting ready to say this yeah, i don't want to yeah, cut you yeah. off your are but it's like one of the first times i remember a game being overtly political like present day like this is us politics not like weird space shit yeah, absolutely. No, I and I mean, like, it's why it's wild to think about, like, that you could even do this. Like, I don't know the fact again, like people give Kojima a lot of shit because he's like kind of eccentric and seems to really do, he, he seems to really enjoy his station in life. And, you know, good for him. He's earned it. Yeah. Guy, but like this kind of shit was groundbreaking. And like even it, that's why, like to this day, like I, you know, all the fucking the fact that we're we're still in this fucking like post gamergate discussion in like video game circles like oh you got to keep your politics out of my video games like what like this like you know what i mean like like fucking like uh having like transgender options in a video game is like is is ridiculous you know what i mean like oh yeah. video games need to stay apolitical it's like bro they're vol- like play bioshock play yeah. fucking metal also, Gear Solid. also the yeah. idea that like somebody's like sexual orientation is, is, is a political, political statement yeah. is yeah. fucking insane ridiculous absolutely but you know what i mean yeah like, no i know that's what i'm saying like the, i'm talking about them not you yeah. yeah yeah oh i mean it's it blows my mind that anybody played any of the bioshock games including two and somehow walk away not understanding what well, it's saying. Abby Shapiro and her husband did a whole video about Bioshock. Oh my god! Completely missed the, like that. It's a critique of fucking objectivism. Like yeah, like yeah. it could not be more fucking. The guy's name is Andrew Ryan. The fucking thing is like <laughs> yeah, it, it hits you 
in the face that it's like anti-objectional is like it's not even it's not like i love that game yeah but it's not it's it's not subtle the (laughs) the decay of shit what's the town called what's the city rapture the decay of rapture is what we're living in right now right it's this hyper individualism leading to just the utter breakdown of society yeah Yeah. it it is it is a parallel to what the covid problem is and the funny thing is if you talk about i'm sorry go ahead i was just gonna say if you want to even push it even further talking about i mean we're getting all kinds of video game stuff but in bioshock infinite columbia it's talking about the dangers of nationalism and basically turning your your national history like like your the founding fathers are gods in Colombia. like they, yeah. it, they uh, i would yeah. love to know their take on that they probably completely missed the point of that too Shots i don't yours. yeah i tj and i have talked about this and i don't want this to get misconstrued but i'm gonna mount a somewhat defensive and ran the human being uh yeah, well i she, i am the uh, the uh, east coast preeminent and ran defender so she grew up in like a mud pit in fucking like 18 <laughs> dickety two she didn't write atlas shrugged in 1997 you know what i mean oh, like, yeah uh, yeah of course the idea of course that everybody co-opted it and like there are bad ideas don't get me wrong in there like that we understand oh, yeah. to be bad ideas now but it's just like the matrix like anybody I mean, it's obviously more explicitly right-leaning than the Matrix. Like, I'm not stupid. But, like, to be like, oh, she's the worst human being that ever lived. It's like, bro, she's some old lady that grew up in squalor. Of course, she's going to have this weird American exceptionalism idea. Like, don't, like... Yeah. Well, and and the thing is, is that there's nothing wrong with... uh, There was nothing wrong with the idea of American exceptionalism being something. The problem is, is that we have reams of evidence that we don't deliver on by now yeah like it isn't a thing that actually leads us down a good path and so just waving a banner and saying well this is working is this bullshit yeah Yeah. well well, yeah that's just that's just it though like you you'd smacked in the face of like well that's just like i mean everything nowadays right like the whole crt thing is like oh we can't teach kids our actual history because america's awesome like no like there's a lot there's a lot of black eyes that that people should know about like glossing them over doesn't mean they never happen like and and what like for being for being such uh ardently like rugged individualist people as some of these folks are who wave their gads and flags and talk about this shit claim to be they are right but like how how cowardly do you have to be to not be able to look at yourself and look at the past like i i I listened to a really excellent podcast episode uh of you're wrong about about reconstruction which is something that they mentioned in the show but like reconstruction is similar to world war one in that like in american public schools we gloss over it like oh sure abraham lincoln gets shot the civil war ends emancipation proclamation the end nothing else happens in america for the rest of the 18th century when really like reconstruction is the big problem that is because it's this rise of basically like sharecropper terrorism and the mix of which it's really cool in the episode that they bring this up but the the big problem that emerges is northern capital gets together with southern sharecroppers because they both need to oppress workers and control the workforce and so slavery's out but they're going to come up with other ways to fuck people over and keep them lower class just go ahead and slam that old uh the problem is capitalism card down like i mean yeah i mean that's the thing it's it's, but the the thing with crt although like every time i hear that i still think of television because i'm old (laughs) yeah it's fucking um 
because it requires introspection it's like okay well if this is true then like am i still doing this am i somehow culpable in what's going on like i don't want to like wrestle with that question so i'll just eliminate the the precedent for it you know what i mean yep yeah uh, anyway, back to uh, great job, both of you on Metal Gear Solid 2. You covered it uh, very well. I do want to say um, real quick before we jump off of it that, that I can't stress and, and Sean did talk about it, but I cannot stress enough how shocking it was that you didn't play Snake. Like when I played through that game, I was like, OK, when am I going to get to play Snake again? Yeah, like, I, I, yeah I played all the way till the end thinking I was going to get Snake back at some point. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was such a ballsy maneuver. And at the time I hated it. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. But like looking back, like I respect it. And Raiden was actually pretty cool. And also like they like I didn't understand the reference then that like I do now that like Raiden in 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 universe in text is playing Snake. He is like yes, yeah, the next, and it's like you are playing the like it's you know what I mean. It's a commentary on the idea of you controlling the video uh, game character. It's a it's also yeah. it's a theme he would use again in Metal Gear Solid Five, um, which is kind of the same the same yeah. retreading of that. Also, real quick, one last thing about uh, Metal Gear Two in, in story it's explained that the colonel who's like a hundred years old fucked Raiden's wife, which I always thought was funny. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's a Kojima staple though. Yeah, It's yeah. just pervy ass nonsense for almost it's, no good reason. It's, it's, it's especially hilarious in metal gear solid four with the, uh, what the hell are, well, I, that might be one of your questions coming up, but the, 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 what's a beauty and the deadly the viper assassination squad with the beauty and the, the beast. beauty and the beast yeah. core. Yeah. Where it's like, <laughs> You literally find like playboys with them in it. Like, and that was like one of the collectibles you get in the game. It's like, Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> I wish they had war criminal pornography. I'd be into that. Uh, anyway. well, that's like there's a oh, an older Kojima game that's like a future detectives, like Space Knots. Is yes. that what it is? Uh, there, well, there's Space Knots and uh, there's Police, police Knots. Police Knots is the one. Snatchers is the Sna- Snatcher too. But uh, yeah, Police Knots, I think the guy like. Yeah, I think the police knots guy you you can like look at slash fondle breasts as a there's, there's uh, an orgy. <laughs> there's like a casino and everyone's floating and there's like a like implied orgy. Uh, those two games are fucking amazing. And the fact that there's never been like a goddamn re like an official re-release is a goddamn crime because they're like visual novels, too. So they would work. Yeah. Like you could put those out on PC and it wouldn't be that. You know what I mean? You put it on a fucking phone. Yeah, yeah it, easily. But I mean, like, it wouldn't be like a lot of times going back to playing like certain old games is kind of clunky and hard. Yeah. But, like that, that would be perfect. Like I'm shot. Well, I mean, it's because Konami owns the rights and they're the worst. Yeah, they've been causing Kojima problems as well as everybody else. So uh, three points each on nice. Metal Gear Solid 2. TJ, yes. do you have a vague idea about Metal Gear Solid 3? Uh, Snake Eater. S- Snake Eater. Uh, one, and this, if you can't talk about Snake Eater without mentioning this, one of the greatest songs ever put into a video game. The fucking Snake Eater song as you're climbing up the fucking ladder. And it's got that like great James Bond kind of vibe. Oh, I mean, you again, I, I just talked about this, but like memorable video game moments. Get Fucking get out of here with that. Fucking that song is so good. Um, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater is most people's favorite. It's not my favorite, but it's definitely number two. Um, I loved it. It introduced a, a camo system, 
which was really neat. Like you had like all these different variations of camo. It was um, it was the idea that it was um, it was way more back to basics. Like you didn't have all of the gadgets because in universe the game took place in the sixties? Question mark. Yeah, it was the six. It was Cold War. It was the Cold War, and you played as um. Well, you played as Naked Snake at first, but you come to find out that you play as uh, the character that would be known as Big Boss eventually, the guy that's cloned, the, the guy whose DNA, how do I say this? The guy who's uh, the basis for what they cloned Liquid and and Solidus and Solid it's, out It's of. like the Judge Dredd story. Like yeah. Judge I don't know how to, how do I say that? They used his DNA to clone. He's the progenitor. progenitor, That's the word I wanted to use. The genetic stock, whatever. Um, But as, but when you start playing him, you are not playing a character named Big Boss and you find out why, because his, the person that trained him, who is named uh, Boss, I believe. Yeah, I don't think they, yeah. yeah. He ends up killing her and thus taking the mantle and becoming Big Boss. Also the fight between uh, boss and snake in that game fucking fantastic it's like very like samurai-ish it's With in like this like field flying and, everywhere yeah and it's also like uh, again this is a, an explicitly and i i just I, a lot of these things are repeated it's like poetry but this is a very big anti-war anti like cold war specifically uh video game i there's a speech that i don't remember entirely but boss basically says like soldiers are soldiers are just pawns for whatever side that they choose to be like they don't really choose to be on the side like we're fighting but like i could be on your side in a couple of weeks depending on what a politician's mood is like that kind of line is like fucking badass like they're right like it's all it's all meaningless like it's all about fucking capital again it's crazy but uh, like how uh how anti like war and anti-military those games are without actually like being anti-soldier which is like a very fine line to walk especially when you're not a subtle human being at all yeah and i mean that is that's kind of like well that's boss's crusade that will carry on for all of the games moving forward it's like kojima got first blood in ways that sylvester stallone (laughs) did not yeah that's very true um uh ocelot is introduced well he's not introduced because he you, you met him in revolver ocelot in he's Metal in Gear. one right he's in two also he's in okay. all of them yeah um but he's in one but like he you get his like origin story in this like he's like a young russian soldier um what the hell is the name of the girl ava is yeah. the name yeah ava is the name of the girl the first time you see her talking about kojima being a perv she's in like a She's in like a like a grease monkey suit. <laughs> like she's on a motorcycle, so you can't really tell. And then like the first thing she does is like unzip down to her, like past her boobs. So it's like, oh, okay, cool. But she's got those <laughs> rommel goggles. Yeah. Um, I mean, what else? There's a lot of great, there's just a lot of great stuff in this game. That the uh you fight uh bosses like underlings, because this is always how these games are, are split up. It, it, her she has like uh I forget their name. They're like they have like a code name for the whole group. But you have like the fury and the time and or the the fury the end, the, end, uh, the fear who it's like a bunch of bees. <laughs> um, Not the bees, but the the end is the one of the greatest uh, boss fights ever. The end is this old man, like he's like ancient. He's in a wheelchair and he's a sniper. 
Yeah. And you can actually cheese the game because like his fight is like except is pretty difficult because you have to like watch for his glint of his sniper rifle and then sneak behind him or shoot him. It's very hard. It's like that Jude Law movie that didn't quite work. Uh, enemy, enemy about the days. snipers. Yeah. Yeah. Is that that night? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or was that behind enemy lines? No, it's enemy at the gates. Yeah. yeah, behind enemy lines is uh, Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Yeah. And he says, uh, you got to be shitting me when he <laughs> crashes. Um, as you do when you crash. That's what yeah. uh, that's what uh, John McCain said like 14 times. <laughs> um, well, that's not all he said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, the, there's a way to cheese the end fight <laughs> where you can turn your game off and then PlayStation had an internal clock that you could adjust. And if you adjusted it to like, like I think it was like 20 hours, you could go back into the game and the end would have just died from old age, which I always thought like Kojima was great at that kind of shit. Like in the Metal Gear Solid one, you had Psycho Mantis who could read your memory cards. And if you had like Castlevania, he's like, I see you like Castlevania games, like shit like that. I think he, he, well, like, he would switch the switch controller. The controllers. Yeah. Like, yeah. That kind of shit is so great. Uh, I believe Volgan shows up in this one and he's used later yeah. on. Mm-hmm. He's in Metal Gear Solid 5 as the fucking fire guy. Uh, there's a great torture scene in Metal Gear Solid 3, which is a callback to Metal Gear 1. Like, there's just a lot of great moments in this game. I remember it took, it was a little bit of a slow burn for me because you really could get away with like not being that stealthy in Metal Gear 1 and 2. This game. I felt like it required a little bit more forethought and you, it really did punish you for not being stealthy and like thinking things through. Um, but I, I really love it. It's a classic. I mean, it's one of the best uh, PlayStation two games like ever made. Like it's a, it's just a, it's a fucking solid ass game. No pun intended. Uh, yeah. So that's it for me. Nice. Sean, what can you add? Uh, I like it's something you kind of touched on with the thing with the end, but like, the game had these overly convoluted ways you could deal with people. Like it wasn't just like hide behind a box away from them to come by. It's like, I'm going to put a poison candy bar on top of a rat and let the <laughs> yeah. rat run in and it's going to run in the bed while the guy's sleeping and wake him up. And he's going to eat the poison candy bar and die. Like it was just mm. like, like anything you could, it was almost like insane. Like how many different ways they thought of that you could do things. Yeah. Like, it's just like, there. it's, it's, it shows a kind of imagination that you don't really get in video games in general, especially not now, but even then, just like the amount of options you had to do everything. Like I'm sure, we'll, or if we won't, we'll talk about Metal Gear 5 at some point where it's just tranquilizer shot and then lift the guy out with the fucking the airlift fucking balloon. But like, it was like so fucking like ahead of its time. And um, there's a great scene with Revolver Ocelot where he's got like this pearl handled like patent gun. Oh yeah, Snake finds it and he's like, "Oh, nice pearl handles, but it gives you no tactical event- advantage at all." But like, it always makes you think there's a meme of like the same thing where it's like, "Nice cock," but the foreskin gives you no tactical <laughs> advantage at all. <laughs> now, the game fucking rules that ladder climb that goes on for four hours, but it's like this perfect bridge for you to like ruminate on. Like, yeah. like it, it goes on to the point where you feel like there's something wrong with the game almost. <laughs> Um, I, I remember I had it on Vita because they re-released it with Metal Gear Solid 2 as a combo, but they put in the uh, the Silicon Knights like GameCube controls where you can oh, adjust no. the camera and stuff. And like Metal Gear games up to that point always had fixed cameras. Yeah. So going mm-hmm. back to play it with a free camera actually made it more difficult for me. Yeah, I can um, see that. 
but no, the game fucking rules. Like, I wonder if they did that with the um that HD those like you know they put that like Metal Gear HD uh collection out. I think it was on that's what that's what this is. Oh, it was on that. Yeah, but um, it's also the one Metal Gear. I thought if they're gonna make a movie, it would be the easiest one to make. Absolutely, And, and like. I would fuck big boss or regular boss. Well, I fuck both of them, but like regular boss, like <laughs> that that fight TJ's talking about the fucking lady snowblood CQC fight. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. so fucking good because like when he's running through the field, like all the the leaves and petals fly up in the air and like the particle effects and like the way the sun's kind of hitting everything. Also, it's like probably the most emotionally affecting ending of all of them yeah. where he visits boss's grave. Uh, yeah. No, I love Metal Gear Solid Three, but I think TJ did a really good job covering it. So. Also, that him visiting the grave is sort of touched like that scene is sort of recreated in the end of four when snake goes to fucking big boss's grave but then yeah. that's a whole thing that like turns into this half an hour cut scene after you think the game's <laughs> over yeah i think there's something really powerful about how kojima is able to sort of employ gravitas to video gaming in ways that lots of games don't <laughs> Well, he used to, I would argue that he tries to do the same thing in Death Stranding, a game I still liked, but he kind of whiffs a lot in that game. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's on the bigger swing end of the spectrum. By, by quite Kojima, a bit. what's your favorite word? Latin gravitas. What's your least favorite uh, uh, word? <laughs> blue. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, great job. Uh, it came out in 2004 and uh, I'm going to give TJ three points, Sean two points. We're going to play our first game. Like that, bitch. It's time to play Fuck, Mary Kill. Oh, this is... All right. <laughs> so your choices are Rose Ooh. from Metal Gear Solid 2, Meryl Silverberg, and Sniper Wolf. Oh, that's Who tough. will you fuck? Who will you marry? And who will you kill? Um, I'll go first. Okay. <clears throat> you got you to fuck Sniper Wolf and hope that that Dezepan or whatever you take doesn't affect your dick. <laughs> uh, or whatever the hell what was that shit the other as a pam yeah I the anti-trembling pam. medication yeah. uh also great fight that was a great boss fight in that game um you fuck uh you fuck sniper wolf you marry cheryl or oh it's her i how did meryl I meryl, meryl. Why, why is he mm-hmm. cheryl and then it always bothered me that Meryl ended up marrying that like goober johnny in like yeah like what the hell was that um and johnny was like a guard that like peed his pants in metal gear solid uh, one like what his grandfather is in metal gear solid three if i recall yeah no you're (laughs) right you're right uh and i guess i kill rose i don't have a problem with rose but i don't know she's just process process of elimination sorry rose all right all right sniper wolf was hot i I will say i can't remember the artist's name um but i love the, oh, those the pencil guy. drawings i yeah i love mm-hmm. absolutely love the art in these was games that, and then the character that, design it's the same guy was that watercolor like what was the medium they were using like it was like this it's heavy like, pencil and then some kind of something else on it it's like a yeah, japanese it's like, it's like ink washes it's a okay. japanese like ink wash style like i can't think what's that guy's name nate you got his name up let me see if i can find i it. fucking love his art 
Like is Yoji Shinkawa. Yeah, his art is so fucking good. And then he did all the character designs for like, all of the games. I don't understand that line work at all because, like, I uh, obviously you're like a real artist, but I've tried drawing I mean, those before, I mean, and I like the the faces are like really simple in the drawing, but like I don't understand the lines. Like I don't understand how he makes it. Like. Yeah, it's awesome. I I mean either, dude. I love his stuff. Uh, also, just to cycle back very fast to Metal Gear Solid Two. It's it might be out of print, but if you can find it, there is like a really cool Ashley Wood did all the artwork and oh, I think shit. wrote it. But he did an adaptation of Metal Gear Solid 2 in comic book form. And if you're not familiar with Ashley Wood's art, like it's awesome. Like it's are they still making that DMZ TV show they've been kicking around for 20 years? Uh it's it I think it's filmed already. That's a different oh, okay. wood though. That's Brian Wood. Oh, okay, gotcha. But I am excited. I love the comic. The comic D- DMZ comic is great. Um, but yeah, Ashley Wood's Metal Gear comics. I don't like I said, I don't even know if they're still like available to be purchased. I believe they were published by IMD I IDW, but they were great. Yeah. And his artwork was like super cool, kind of like a, a western style of the stuff we were just talking about. So, Sean, who, who F Mary? Yeah, Sean, that. what are you going to do? Well, I think I'm going to marry Rose because she seems like the least involved. Like, yeah, that is, away. Yeah. like, like she's not going to bug you a whole lot. Um, I mean, she'll call you every five minutes, but like, I feel like you can kind of get away with whatever. You got to kill Meryl because she'll give away your fucking cover because of the, her hip sway when she walks. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> yeah. Like, so she's going to blow up your spot immediately. And then, yeah, you got to fuck Sniper Wolf just to like, give hal otacon the old like how, like smell my fingers deal oh yeah that's because right. doesn't he fall in love with her yes. over the phone for 10 yes. minutes before yeah. she gets killed if i recall yeah he's a fucking cuck and a half he's a massive simp <laughs> yeah but yeah like you can't like meryl's gonna just throw your you, whole bullshit off you should have thrown in uh paramedic she was hot like uh-uh. yeah. <laughs> what was the name of the girl that was always like wanted to Mei talk Ling. about fucking godzilla mei ling mei okay. ling yeah, mei yeah, ling. yeah, yeah. I, she was she was close to the list i, I thought it's, that was her name but i was also like am i just being racist because there's the the thai woman in kickboxer was named mei ling yeah as yeah. well because uh, Bolo Young's like, you lay like Mei Ling. Mei Ling, good I know, I know it's kind of the point of this show, but I'm a little troubled in how many Metal Gear characters, like, I know their names. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like, goddamn. Like, I know way too much about Metal Gear lore. Like, yeah, I well, that yeah, that is the problem, is that my brain is clogged with too much useless information like this, too, where it's like, I should know the names of people i went to high school with but yeah, i don't oh, yeah, i know no. the names of these kinds of people instead yeah. fictional people who yeah. turn on and off when i want them to and you know and the weird thing is too for me anyway like a lot of these games i did like intensely love but i played them like once like i never you know what i mean like they made that big of an impact on me just playing them through one time i generally don't replay video games like I well again i mean a game like this uh, like other than i mean i don't know I guess some of the From games you can replay pretty because I've replayed every oh, Dark yeah. Souls and the, game. The From games aren't like heavily narrative based. I feel yeah. like games that are like full of narrative, you're tough to replay because it's just like, yeah, all right, I, know I feel kind. like it with these games and uh, Nate, you're welcome that I actually remember to mute the phone while I was pissing, not like our oh, show where I don't care hey. about anything. <laughs> um, <but> it, <laughs> that is like, true. <laughs> I would be much more likely to just go back and watch the cutscenes as a movie than play because yeah. like the gameplay is almost like I don't want to say irrelevant, but like it's sort of unnecessary at some points. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sure. 
Well, yeah, it's like, uh, it, it, you know, I went through this great debate when they released the Final Fantasy VII remake, and I was like, should I buy that and play it? Because I already beat it in like 98, 99, yeah, like, whatever. Why would you want to buy it now when you can buy it in 15 different parts and spend $1,100? I haven't, I still yet to play it, like, but I heard that they changed enough where it feels different. It feels like a different game. Yeah, I have you played I, it? Yeah, I yeah. might. I might try it. I don't know. I mean, I, I think like what I what I went ahead and did is I bought the remaster of Final Fantasy VIII, which was a game I never finished playing. And I want to play that again because That's I love my... those. I love the Gunblade stuff. And yeah, I, I TJ, thought it was really interesting. TJ dresses as a squall every why? time you go anywhere. I don't know why everyone hates Eight. <laughs> Eight is such a cool game. Like, yeah, I, I, I thought it was neat. Is fucking like, like it's totally impenetrable. I just, I think what I like the most about it though is like you, it starts out and it's like X Men. You're in like a fucking like school for like gunblade kids and like, I don't know, that shit's like, yeah. I mean, my favorite of all time is 10. So I, Final Fantasy X is like, I love that. I like nine movie. a lot. Nine's really good too. Nine yeah. is really good. I would, I, and I wish they'd have a, do they, they don't have a re release of that, do they? No, no, I, I, I love nine, and that's another the, one I didn't finish. The, the main character of that game is a monkey. <laughs> like, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I liked I liked 10 so much that I played 10 too, which is to this day the gayest game ever made. <laughs> and I loved every minute of it. I was telling a buddy of mine the other day at work, like my first apartment, we had two PlayStations and two copies of Final Fantasy 10 and two TVs in the living room because we were like <laughs> boys. And we would play it at the same time, but like we would be just for like a couple minutes apart that the soundtrack would make you want to kill yourself because it was just like it, it had this weird like cacophony like it was it was brutal um great job both of you on fuck Mary kill uh sean was technically more correct yeah so he's gonna get That's three points i get that a lot i get that a lot with dealing with sean <laughs> so three points for sean two points for tj uh we're gonna jump into round number three sean do you have a vague idea about metal gear rex oh shit Metal Gear Rex. Okay, hang on a second. There's Metal Gear Ray. Is fuck? Is Metal Gear Rex the fourth one? Ugh, fuck. I actually shit. I don't know, bro. Like, I I don't remember which order they come in. Like, it, think... Rex isn't the one from Snatcher, right? Because he's got no. a Metal Gear. No. And then there's it's not from Ray. Snatcher. Ray is the Metal Gear Solid Two, or is that? Ray I don't is, know. Pass? Ray, Can Ray I pass? Is, Ray is Metal Gear Solid Four, I think. Ray is the one that's got like the wings, like that come off of it, and Raiden fights it. If I it, remember, well, is Rex the one that Liquid has? Yes. Okay. Rex is the oh, one wait, that Liquid we're competing. has. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm giving. I'm kicking it to you anyway. Like I think, I'm, I'm pretty sure Rex. I'm, is... I'm over here doing fucking the Harvey Kite at Metal Gear Ray, Toby Chan, Toby Chang, Toby Lake, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Charlie Chan. Uh, I'm pretty sure Rex is is the one from Metal Gear Solid One. That is correct. Yeah, and I remember. I remember it specifically because at one point it roars, which I, I always thought was fucking stupid. Like um, two nine roars. Yeah, I mean that's equally. Stu- you know, you know it's funny. I never put the two and two together, but I bet you that's hundred percent. That's where he got it. It's oh, the yeah. same. It looks exactly like it too. But yeah, Rex is a great. All the Metal Gears are designed really cool, but like yeah. that, like when you fight. Uh, you actually have the the Metal Gear fight in that first game, man. That shit was fucking awesome. Like I was, that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, because Metal I, Gear Rex is named after the dinosaur. Metal Gear Ray is named after Link Ray, the guitarist. Yeah, I believe you're correct on that. 
I don't remember what the Metal Gear was in four. Oh, the Metal Gear in four was like a bunch of little Metal Gears, wasn't it? Like, I don't think there was one big Metal Gear. I can't remember. I should remember, but I can't remember. <laughs> or maybe they bring back Rex. Don't. Oh, wait, 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 wait. They bring back Rex, I think, because you fight. That's what you fight. Uh, <laughs> You fight Revolver in liquid's body or you know you fight liquid in revolver's body on the like the floating corpse of rex if memory serves at the end of metal gear solid 4 yeah very good yep is that right ocelot's new target liquid plans to remove rex's railgun to launch nuclear weapons damn i'm pretty good i remember since rex predates the sop system of no id lockout mechanism i mean it's real complicated also uh that that has that fucking scene where right before you fight you have like a fist fight with liquid ocelot snake has to go through like this like microwave like corridor (laughs) and like i swear to god every time i played through that i was like i'm never gonna make it i'm like the game fucking got me like it's like i'm not gonna make it i'm not gonna make it then you make it but like oh my god i think that also has the cutscene in four where uh it has the fox die yes not yet but I yes. guess in the Japanese, TJ and I probably saw the same nine-hour essay on this game. Uh, in the Japanese, like it's a pun that makes more sense. It's not as like bizarre. Yeah, I, uh, I, so I don't think I actually said it, but like Metal Gear Solid Four is my favorite one because it's so fucking insane and ambitious. And like for me, as like a Metal Gear nerd, like through all of those games, like it's funny because uh, we, I feel like I was just talking about this, but like. There is a feeling like when like um, the culmination of all the Marvel movies and you got Avengers, like the first one, that was like a very special moment. And then like fast forward to like when you got to Infinity War and Endgame, that was a special moment because it felt like it felt like this payoff to all this buildup. And in the certain aspects, like that's this new Spider-Man movie feels like that because it feels like a culmination of not only the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, but like all Spider-Man movies, like in totality. And that metal gear solid 4 was just like oh you like metal gear solid lore we're going to give you all of the lore like right now and it is going to be like impenetrable and it's going to take seven hours of cutscenes. and my dumb mass was just glued i was like yep i just get i was nom 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 give me give me give me the day that came out because i bought a playstation 3 specifically for this game and I remember it came out. I had to go to like three different Game Stops to finally get it. I put it in, and like I wasn't used to games having to load to a oh, hard drive. And it took so long. Mm-hmm. It took forever, but it opens with these like weird in-universe, like almost Robocop-esque satirical commercials with David Hayter in live action. Yes, that's doing right. an interview segment. It's so fucking bizarre. Like I loved it. Yeah. That game, and you know it's crazy. That game is still that game is still locked to PS3. Apparently. It's like so it, it basically was programmed like hard coded to that system. Exactly. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. Like it was it was programmed so much with the PlayStation 3 in mind that like it may never come out on anything else. It, I still have a copy of it. It's fucking I think I have it right here. Yeah. Look, right here. Oh. <laughs> I still have this is my original copy. I have I have my receipt <laughs> like right here. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is how big of a fan I am. Like, I, I still have my copy of Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots right next to my computer for some reason. I still have a PlayStation 3. I should fire it up. 
Also, Fire God, up. these fucking old PlayStation 3 boxes, like how ugly was their packaging? And that yeah. fucking PlayStation logo with the Spider-Man font? Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Great job on Metal Gear Rex. TJ, two points. Sean, one point. Round number four, TJ, do you have a vague idea about Outer Haven? Uh, yeah, um, but there's like several iterations of Outer Haven. Outer Haven, the original Outer Haven, well... See, this gets muddy because the timeline is so outer fucking... heaven or outer haven. I always outer thought it was haven. I, okay. you know, it's funny though. I thought it was heaven for the longest. So did time. I. Or are there two different? Oh wait, there might be two. Oh shit, there might be two. <laughs> is there? He says knowingly. Oh wait, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? Fuck outer haven. What is outer haven? Well, I'm oh, fucking. I'm just gonna shoot my shot. One of them is well both of them are are made by big boss uh the character we were just talking about in snake eater believe wait a minute outer haven's the submarine right oh ding 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 yeah (laughs) god damn it yeah sean's right yep 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 outer heaven is the military base that you that's in metal gear the nintendo game and then eventually you build in metal gear solid five uh yeah fuck yeah it was a submarine i you were totally right i totally forgot about that well that's so goddamn close i mean yeah. jesus yeah literally an e away it's it's very close and i can barely read which everyone knows <laughs> so i mean you know it's <laughs> uh Fucking, yeah. um uh, no hang on the the submarine if i remember has like a a statue mounted to the front of it of the fucking uh the infanterie the la, la infanterie like it has like a fucking like their heads carved into it in the front of it i think you're right <laughs> i'm going to just fully pass it on to Sean now yep yeah it, 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 it's got uh the mount rushmore style l'infant terrible <laughs> carved on the front <laughs> oh fuck and like um that was in four right and didn't it have a bunch of metal gears like it was like instead of a nuclear submarine it was a submarine that launched metal gears yes that is yeah Yeah. that is that's exactly (laughs) what it is (laughs) which is uh, which is absurd because the whole point of fucking uh, metal gears you'll remember now you'll remember because there's a scene is it in that or vengeance where raiden has to like hold it like he like suplexes it or some shit it's in it's in four it's yeah. when he fights metal gear solid metal gear ray that's yeah. that same scene like yeah <laughs> well the funny thing is like the 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 fact that it's a submarine that fires metal gears is absurd because the whole point of metal gears was that the they fire can nuclear, shoot missiles. nuclear yeah. missiles so it's like yeah it's like a hat on a hat really yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's dogs with bees in their mouths, and when yeah, they right. bark, it's it's a it's a submarine with a statue of three guys who are cloned from each other that <laughs> fires robots that fires missiles that also has some kind of active camouflage, if that is correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny that, talking talking this stuff out. Makes I, it sound I, kind of stupid. I, I realize like why I like Neon Genesis Evangelion so much because the lore is very similar, where it's like overly complicated. It was just like when you like in the moment when you're like watching, you're like, yeah, all right, cool, and then you like mm-hmm. talk it out, and you're like, oh, what, like oh, this spaceship is like flying through thousands of bodies of other spaceships that are covered in this blood that the spaceships use to like live, but that has like covered the earth and you're like, what, huh, what? 
Okay. It's so simple. Wait a minute. No, <laughs> it's needlessly complicated. <laughs> yeah, great job. It is uh it is a giant submarine with Mount Rushmore on the front that has octo camo on the outside. <laughs> so right. it can become octo completely camo. camouflaged. And it has a molten fusion reactor powering I a, it. I have a question. At what point would camouflage serve you well underwater? Like in case somebody swims up to it and <laughs> Second question: Aren't they just gonna bonk it? The uh, like, things the, there. The fucking the fucking octo camo too. That was that was a, a reincorporation from uh, again the Beast Brigade that we talked about earlier because that character could go camouflage and her name was Laughing, Laughing Octopus. Yeah, <laughs> that's your problem. Octopi are smart and, uh, and dolphins. You know, dolphins are looking that, for yeah. stuff down there. Oh yeah, <laughs> and you gotta watch out for dolphins. They got rape caves. It's true. <laughs> and that's a shoot. That's not even a bit. That's a shoot. I... <laughs> uh, great job. Sean, two points. TJ, one point. Now it's time to play our second game. We're going to play I See What You Did There. Uh-oh. I See What You Did There is a, uh, a wordplay game. So you're going to hate it. I'm but enjoy. Really, I'm, I'm really bad at these. Words uh, are the basic unit of books, and we all know how I feel about books. I know. I know. Sean, we're going to start with you with number one. Here's your clue. Definitely open a window if you're combining this Broncos and Cardinals quarterback <laughs> with a name brand drain cleaner to almost get a Metal Gear Solid character Liquid name. Plumber. Liquid plumber. Keep going, though. What, what's missing from the front? Oh, wait a minute. It's start, do the question over again. You were so excited. To... Definitely open a window if you're combining this Broncos and Cardinals quarterback yeah. with a name brand drain cleaner. Jake Liquid Plumber. Yeah, Jake the Snake Liquid Plumber would okay. also work. God, yeah. Fucking Jake Plumber. Very good. God, we, I, should I was... pod, we should do a, po- a podcast on mediocre NFL quarterbacks. <laughs> I, that would be pretty amazing. Yeah, mediocre quarterback who went 13-3 and three, like three seasons for Denver and then flipped yeah. the uh, audience. You're still hanging on to that. Flip the huh? team off. Hey. We're going to have like, a, what, uh, do you have a vague idea about Jake Cutler next week? <laughs> no, I don't give a shit about Jake Cutler. <laughs> I, I, I used to like Jake Plummer. I don't know why. I just thought because he was you like. you were a kid when he played there. That's, that's fair. Yeah. I just, he was also kind of scrappy. Like, I don't know. It's I probably the was... same, the same reason that I like held Brad Johnson in like on uh, like very high regard as a Washington quarterback, but like realistically he wasn't that great. Yeah. All right. Number two, TJ. I'm honestly surprised Kojima hasn't already connected this actress, newly divorced from Brian Austin Green, with Metal Gear's disbanded Special Forces group. Megan Fox die? No, Megan Fox Hound. Megan Fox Hound is correct. Yeah, yeah. Fox well die, done. Fox die also would technically work because that was also they, they, that was another group. So no, Fox die was the poison. Fox die was the poison. Yeah. No, but what was the fucking? What was the one in five? It was like it was dot. It was. Fox backwards is like the the XOF. Yeah. <laughs> TJ, you need to make a Megan Metal Fox Gear. Is, Metal patch. Gear is fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what do I need to do? Make a Megan Foxhound patch or a T-shirt. I'll buy it. That's pretty. Yeah, funny. I'll buy it too. That's pretty. Funny. I, mean, I need to get back to making sure. Just like, I, just I, like the fucking Megan Fox head with the knife in its mouth. Oh yeah, and yeah. It's pretty yeah. That's fucking cool. Do I have it. a I have a diamond dogs patch that I've never, yeah. never put on anything. I need to. I, I got it. I, I got it at some like video game convention. I was like, that's awesome. And then I it's like sitting in a drawer. I've like never sewed at anything. All right, Sean, you ready for number three? Yeah. 
What if the nationless mercenary force from Metal Gear's Cold War era slapped pictures of animals on some airplane tails and offered affordable flights? Um, okay, so one more time. <laughs> what if the nationless mercenary force from Metal Gear's Cold War era slapped pictures of animals on some airplane tails and offered affordable flights? Um, uh, no idea. All right, TJ, you want to crack at uh, it? I, you know, I can't, we, I, I couldn't think of the name of what the conglomerate, I, I got nothing. I can't think of the snake eaters, like the code name for the snake eater guys. The, uh, the answer I was going for is Militaire Sans Frontier Airlines. <laughs> Damn. Because, <laughs> yeah, Big Boss is a uh, military group. That is yeah, a great, that's a great military sense frontier. Like I was yeah, like, yeah, talking about borders. borders with guns. Yeah, that was also yeah. They carried along that name. That was in uh, Peace Walker and what was the other PSP one, Sean? Uh, Ghost Bat. No, Ghost Babel was like the Game Boy one. Uh, oh, yeah, God, I know that. That was that was a <laughs> hell of a pool. No, Peace Walker and there was two of them, wasn't there? Peace yeah, I don't know what the other one was. But Peace Walkers, where you meet like Paz and all those people that pop back up at the beginning of the five, five prologue. Yeah. All right. TJ, last one, number four. Oh, Lord. The voice behind Solid and Liquid Snake, Guyver, Dark Hero, and an unfilmed Watchmen script merges with a 2008 meme featuring strutting corgis, kittens, birds, and even people. Strutting corgis? Well, the first part is David Hayter. What's the end part of that? A meme that is about strutting? A 2008 meme featuring strutting corgis, kittens, birds, and even people. I don't know. I, I don't know. That one. David Hayter. Oh, oh, shit. It's that boy. I, I don't know. <laughs> All right. I'll give you a point for David Hayter. Sean, you got a guess on this? Uh, n- no. I, I, you're still also, in a deeper meme da- waters. David than... Hayter wrote the Guyver movie? I didn't know that. He Well, he acted in it. He was, oh, uh, he, oh, he was the star of it. No, Mark Hamill was the star of the Guyver. Well, or, I, he was in some Guyver Dark Hero. Oh, I don't maybe, know. They, maybe they made another yeah, well, you gotta, one. It was the sequel. by Dark Hero. I think he's obviously he Dark Hero. Yeah. <laughs> Guyver has a, a hilarious uh, anime theme like not the the american movie that we're talking about but i'll never forget the anime it was like like that like great like kind of like dragon ball with that like very pronounced japanese where they're just stretching every word out it's fantastic the uh the answer i was going for was david haters gonna hate oh boo pick another one yeah that was (laughs) (laughs) that's that's what the meme was i don't remember that meme at all animals were strutting and it said haters gonna hate on it that was back when the internet wasn't all evil like the only meme that it really matters is Kermit the Frog smoking a blunt with two katanas. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. And now from the makers of Palm ou Palm de Terre, it's La Chose Francaise Arbitraire. That's the arbitrary French thing, and the only thing that's French about it is the name. There's a lot right, of so French my... in this episode so far, though, because of Metal Gear. And it's true. Their, their Kojima's uh, Kojima's big on the French. Yeah, he's the only one. There's because that... well, and because the French are big on the whole, you know, uh, international military conflict imbroglios. Yeah. yeah, when I think, of, well, not so much anymore. Well, they were. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were back when war was interesting, and not just yeah, yeah, they were a dweeb with a joystick blowing up yeah. a wedding. One of my uh, one of my favorite uh, things about French history is in World War One. If you look up like what their uniforms look like, 
when they first went into the war like they were in these like very like uh with like, the feathers and yeah shit. they're in these very like uh decorative like kind of military outfits and then they like can't they got literally thrown into a meat grinder because they didn't know anything about industrial warfare i mean nobody did back then but like yeah they 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 just got turned into like hamburger meat. Like they're like fopping around and then they get like <laughs> opened up with a machine gun. Like it's crazy. Yeah, it's like, oh wait, this isn't about pageantry. Oh, a, oh yeah, no. They there isn't a swimsuit yeah, competition in this. Yeah, the one? late brigade was a little I mean, bit past its due. I, I mean, not that this is a World War One podcast, but like out of pretty much not every nation, but France like got fucking smacked so hard they basically stopped being a military power like to this day. Like that, that's how bad they got fucked up in World War One. Yeah, I mean, like I gotta respect uh knowing your lane and taking an L. Yeah, really. Right. We probably should have packed it up after Vietnam, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Hey, that would have been smart of us. We even had a guy warn us about it when he left office. But hey, what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, the question I have for Les Chaux Francais Arbitraire is, are either of you bummed that they removed Monster Energy Drink from Death Stranding's <laughs> director's cut? I, uh, no, I, I think, it, like, I have a very complicated relationship with Death Stranding where I, I kind of love it. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I find the gameplay all that compelling, but I beat it. I didn't I did not play the director's cut. I played the regular version, um, but I beat the whole game and I love the storyline. But I I, I I hate this bar, but I love this drink. Like, I love the plot and I hated the gameplay. Like, I did not care for the gameplay at all. Not and like, I found- would you have been happier if it was the same cutscenes and everything, but instead of the gameplay, you just played like a game of MLB The Show? For oh, no reason so without a doubt i mean like i but yeah and like i the thing about that game like we talked about it before with with kojima how he likes his like meta shit how he, like that game in a lot of ways is him like winking and nodding at like the meta of people playing his game and like how absurd it is that there's like there was an ad on on the shower for like an AMC TV show with Norman Reedus and there's monster energy drinks, but they clearly have no place in the world because the world is like gone. Like that's the whole point. Like you don't even see people in that game. They're all holograms because everyone is disconnected and America is also like 30 miles wide. Like that's about it. Like it, there's a lot of weird stuff about that game, but like overall I did enjoy it. But like, I, cause I think that like, if you separate the whole experience and you just break down the story, I think the story is kind of fascinating, but like, I don't know the walking simulator stuff. It got on me a little bit. And then they stitch in some action later on in the game and the action's not that great. It's like, it felt like, I don't know. But as far as them taking out the monster, uh, it's whatever. I mean, it's still funny for him to just, for uh, Sam to just sit there and chug energy drinks in his, in his fucking room and then take a shit. Like, I don't know. It's, which yeah, did, they, did they keep the piss play or did they cut that too? No, yeah, that's still in there. They just okay. they changed the name of Monster Energy Drink to like their like Bridger Bridges yeah. Energy Drinks oh, or something. Yeah. They're like named is, after him. Everything is something's name, like yeah, like Bridges and uh, it does have uh, what's her name in it. She plays uh, what's the girl in the game? Lisa her, Do. Yeah, but what's her character's name? It's like oh. com- complex or something. Anyway, she's she's great and uh, she's really hot. I like when she shows up in anything. I she's I just watched the French Dispatch and she's naked in that. Big fan of that. Uh just being naked, hot hot women being naked, big fan of that. Throwing that out there. 
Yeah, I think Good that's movie. a bonus for us. Sean will hate it, but I, I really enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Too uh, symmetrical for Sean. Sean, did you ever play Death Stranding? No, I was just going to say, like, I don't, I've never played it, but I know everything about it. Like, and the what I want is because this the game was in production for about 15 years, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. like, after they like forced him at gunpoint to make Metal Gear 5, even though he didn't want to, uh, uh he finally got away and he, he formed Kojima Productions at Sony. And I remember that logo because that logo was everywhere that like skull astronaut thing. Yeah, that logo is mm-hmm. sick. That logo is sick. And they were kicking like it was just like death stranding and they like you didn't know anything about it and like it just you know oh we cast norman reedus in this video game because he was cast in the pt demo if i recall correctly yes and if yeah if if you go back to youtube far enough there were people that were saying that that death stranding and pt were in the same universe and like it was a fucking pete like death stranding was just like an extension of pt like it was there was all kinds of crazy theories going around What I want is like a Lost in La Mancha documentary about the making of the game. That'd be because like that would be I don't cool. Think, I don't think anything could ever live up to like the hype this game got. Yeah, like it was kind of doomed from the start, and then when it turned into like I don't want to say it's a walking simulator, but like what it became. I mean, I it is I'll, like yeah. that. That term doesn't. I, I don't like that term in general, but because it usually doesn't describe the game. But I think but this in the this literal sense. Literally is, like, is a walking yeah, simulation. Like you're controlling like very like meticulously a person walking, like the action of walking. With the bumpers and the balancing and everything. Yeah, it's like but, a, uh, it is a simulation. Like I remember I was at some movie and they had a commercial in the movie where it's like the world is flooded. Like ever, it's like a really cool commercial. I'll see if I can dig it up. I think I'm remembering this right. And it starts playing in reverse and it like goes like it, you know, the city's restored and then like the streets are restored and then it goes up like the stairs to an apartment and the like somebody's eye and they were crying and it's just like death stranding. I'm like, what the fuck is this game going to be? Yeah. And then it kind of, and it, it was like, I wouldn't even say it was like super divisive. It wasn't like half the people loved it and half the people hated it. It felt like like an eighth of the people hated it, like an eighth of the people loved it, and everybody else was just kind of like, eh, you know, yeah, something. I would agree with that. that Although was... they did have a character named Die Hard Man. Die which Hard is Man. Funniest mm-hmm. name because like I don't even know how to pronounce it right. Like, is it Die Hard Man? Is it Die Hard Man? Is it's, it Die Hardman? Well, it's Die. I think Hardman. it's German. It's D Hardman. It's D Hardman. D. Uh, he he. <laughs> He couldn't die, so he was die hard man. Yeah. Very strange. But like the most strange game. Strange game. Like the whole production again is fascinating, but like it's just like a sum of its parts, or it's not quite a sum of its parts. I don't know. Like I again, I'm like ignorant to it because I've never actually played it, but I have like watched a lot of essays. When did watching essays about video games become like 10% of my life, by the way? Yeah, it's the new academia. It's like I I do that shit too. It's just it's compelling. Well, the funny thing is, is that most, I'm sure Sean and I watch pretty much the same ones, but like they're done so well, like yeah. they're compelling because they're actually like produced well. Like I, I I feel like there was a time when YouTube started letting people do longer form things. They they still weren't great. They were long, but they weren't interesting. And yeah. like a lot of these like essayists, they do like just great work where it feels like, I don't know, it's like a complete experience and it feels very well put together. 
and they're very like relaxing a lot of times because like they have like a pleasantly modulated voice and it's you know and then you know my experience at 82 hours of fallout new vegas blah 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 blah, that kind of shit oh yeah it's not like a dark side fill although i love a five-hour dark side fill essay on fucking i can't uh, imagine death stranding (laughs) yeah he'd have to pause to go like talk to his underage girlfriend every once in a while but oh shit but uh, to answer your dark question, side I phil, was dark side phil the guy that left his webcam on yeah, well, he was whacking it. off. but it's like somehow even more gross because you just see him from the neck up and his head's <laughs> like back and it's just like i'd rather just see him literally jerking his dick than watch this <laughs> but to answer your original question i don't have an opinion because i never played the game great very good uh you're each getting two points i don't care either i think it's interesting to have that level of sort of fourth wall breaking but kojima's very evidently done it better in other games so it's sort of well i think it was like it was transparently because they needed the money like yeah that was just like we needed the money because that production like sean just said the production for that game lasted forever and god only knows what they spent on it I would like, uh, I did like the idea, I think you touched on it earlier about like how disconnected everything is, but the idea that Kojima had, I don't know how it fleshed out, was that you would leave things for people, leave notes like, yeah. hey, but th- it seemed like really like, ear- like almost like a, a Tarkovsky or a fucking, wow, the guy that made Stalker, what is his name? Tarkovsky? Tarkovsky, yeah. Movie. And like, I know we're getting like, I'm getting like way pretentious in it, but like, you know, like, oh, I'm in the zone. But here's something that somebody left and like the um or the uh the note from V for Vendetta in the cell, like, yeah. you know, I never met you, but I love you and I'm here, that kind of thing. Well, like I, I think mean, that's probably what he's going for. But again, I never played the game, so I don't know how it worked. I'm sure it was just it, like no, somebody left a, a box that said dick butt, which no, is- it, <laughs> it worked pretty well because the, the the only it worked well and it worked against itself because at a certain point, like everyone had already done the best routes so like people that leave ladders and drop cords and all that stuff that you're going to need like it kind of makes the game too easy like because everyone's already gone through the same terrain but did it i guess my question can't turn it off yeah like it's not it's less of a Mm -hmm. mechanical question is it like did it resonate like oh i'm not alone anymore like did it have that kind of feeling or not really kind of like kind of it's kind of neat but like it also like it does still feel kind of disconnected and weird like i don't know like there there's this aspect where when you leave certain things like you can you can i forget what they call it but you basically can like it so then people can like directly interact in your game but in, at the same time i feel like something like what the souls games do i felt more connected with that community cuz you can leave notes in those games you can leave like different little things like that felt th- more social than this did in a weird i think way. what i'm yeah. looking for almost is like i don't know i know you played nate did you play near automata i didn't but i've i've okay. been thinking about picking it up because i've heard spoilers for near automata like it's, it's the very good. very end after you played it like through the well, eight different endings yeah you got to beat it five times or whatever yeah you, there's this ending where you're like in this like shmup almost and like there's no way you can win it's just overwhelming force but then it's like you keep getting aid people ships keep showing up and it keeps and eventually you win and then then it's like would you like to uh sacrifice to help somebody else and it's like you Um, like to help somebody else beat the game it deletes your entire game like it's gone like i mean obviously it's not the game but like all the saves and shit just yeah and like that game's you should play that game we should talk about it sometime yeah that sounds cool a lot going on but like that really worked i thought on an emotional level yeah, because that, I mean, that is a direct con- connectivity that's, I mean, yeah. to an extent, like, who cares what your save is, but right. 
but it's also whatever 68 hours of your life and then like the the, the kind of tag that it puts on the whole story up to that point works really well that guy's a really good yeah. writer interesting he also wears like a big metal helmet anytime he does interviews which i think well is he is fun. japanese yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So two points each on Le Chose Francais Arbitraire. Uh, let's hop into the final topic. Right now, TJ, you are leading with 15 points. Sean has 14. Damn, neck and neck. Sean, do you have a vague idea about Snake's Revenge? Oh, oh okay. Shit. I, I, uh, I do know Snake's Revenge. Snake's Revenge is a game that was released, I believe, like the first one by Ultra, which was a subsidiary of Konami because Nintendo used to, for quality purposes, used to only allow you to release a certain amount of games under the label for the system during the year. So Konami made Ultra, and then, like, Acclaim had a secondary one, which uh, escapes me at the moment. There are a few companies that had, like, uh, subsidiary publishers just for that. Um, It was not made by Kojima. It was, like, it was presented in the West as Metal Gear 2, but the real Metal Gear 2, I believe, at the time, was only available on the MSX, which was a computer that you could get in Japan and in Europe that played games off of cassettes, yeah. I believe. Yep, that's correct. <laughs> um, that shit damn. blows my mind. It's like that uh, the ZX Spectrum or whatever yeah. that did the same thing. It's like played off tapes. Yeah. It is universally <laughs> reviled. Like, I don't think anybody likes that game. Um it, I had the Snake's Revenge um, Tiger Electronic handheld game. Oh, God, yeah. Which, nice. to be honest, was equal in quality to uh, <laughs> to the game. I don't recall. I might just be, like, pulling this, but I remember in the American, uh, I don't want to say dub, but the, the Western uh, localization of Metal Gear, you were fighting a guy, I, I believe his name was General Vermin Katafi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't, sure he... wasn't that one of the Chaco bots villains? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if that carries over, but also, um, I does that one? No, I know the original one has like Michael Bean on the cover, like a very like obvious. Uh, oh, you stole that! I was going to use that one. Yeah, a likeness not uh, paid for Michael Bean from Terminator. Yep. Did they put? Uh, yeah, Snake's Revenge has him. He's like it's like in full figure. He's wearing like a tack vest. Then he has the gun up in the air. Um, I know Kojima, like he didn't know about it, I don't believe. And then he found out and he got super pissed. Uh, but that's uh, what I know about Snake's Revenge. That was that was a lot. And that was all very, very correct. TJ, okay. anything to add? Uh, just that I'm pretty sure that the the Metal Gear 2 that, that Sean alluded to, I don't even think that's like a, I think that was almost like what they did with Metal Gear Solid, the VR missions. I think it was just more like, I don't think there was actually a plot or story in the original Metal Gear 2 that came out. I think it was just like an expansion almost. Uh, uh, there is a, there's a plot because we're, you, you'll remember this in a second. Remember at the end of Metal Gear 5 where you go back and play it on the MSX? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But isn't that just the first one? Because I think like... I thought that was the second one. I'm getting kind of... I might get be crossed up, but I'm pretty sure that the version of Metal Gear that we got in the States is vastly different than the one that's in Japan. Like they edited the original shit one you're talking about. Yeah, they cut a bunch of it out of yeah. the original NES game. But uh, I've actually never played Snake's Revenge. I... I knew that it wasn't like, like I didn't really get into Metal Gear proper. Like I played the original Metal Gear when I was a kid, but I didn't really make much of an impact on me. I didn't get become like like inscrutable when you were eight years old or whatever. Like, I don't understand. 
I um I didn't get way into Metal Gear until Metal Gear Solid. But like once, like if I was ever gonna go back and play them, like when I found out that Snake's Revenge wasn't canon, it was just like, eh, why bother? Like you know what I mean? Like wh- who cares? Like I don't even think it's not even set up like the original Metal Gear, right? Like it's it's like a Link's Awakening situation where it's like a different style game. Yes, they have yeah. side-scrolling sections like what? links away like uh what is up with that why did they like why did they all think that was a good idea it's like oh this game is like real popular like this let's try something different like no because mario's like, big and it's a side-scrolling platformer so we should do that and see if we make more money it's so weird it's like if they took like doom and they're like oh this is cool let's make it a fucking a third person get well that no that that actually doesn't even scan because that's still close it's like i don't know let's turn it into a fighting game like what no why <laughs> Why would you do that? me on this? Well, now I kind of want a fucking Doom Slayer fighting game. It'd probably right. be pretty sweet. <laughs> Get Arc System to work on that. That thing would be badass. Um, yeah, I never played Snake's Revenge, and I, I do, I do remember, I do remember the cover. The cover was sweet as hell. Um, but I never played it. I never, never fucked with it. Um, Sean referenced the the Michael Bean swipe. Um, that is also like one of the uh, the other famous swipes from that era was the Contra swipe, where they swiped uh, so Stallone as Rambo, um, Arnold as John Matrix, and an alien, like all in one picture. They just swiped <laughs> yeah. the fuck out of all. It. I mean, I'm not, don't get me wrong. That cover again is badass, and like <laughs> proof positive that swiping shit is totally fine if you can make it work. Like, uh, cause it looked cool as hell. So like, yeah, it's like know, whatever. who gives a shit? Greg Land was making those games. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, I don't have much to add. Sean, Sean covered pretty much all that I know. I do want to say that I had the, and Sean and I have like this weird relationship with these fucking things. Cause we, we talk about them all the time. I had the novelization of Snake's Revenge that I got at like the Scholastic Book Fair. That's amazing. And and it was terrible. It was like really bad. The Blaster Master one too. And they were insane. Like (laughs) it was like, not only did the people obviously not play the games, I don't even think they knew what the games were about. They just wrote fucking whatever. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it was, um, it was pretty wild. Um, but I had this, I don't think they had a Metal Gear one, but they definitely had a Snake's Revenge one. And I had that, I had the Mega Man one. Um, I had a bunch of those because I was a dumb kid and there was like, oh, these books are like the video games that I have at home. (laughs) And I also bought anything they had related to, again, kids these days will not understand how starved we were back then for comic book related material. Because any book that they had that had X-Men on it or Spider-Man, I bought any single one you remember when they would sell like the spider-man they were like not like a source book but it was almost like the uh like it was like those books you would get in the role-playing game yep. like i remember buying the x-men yep. role-playing game just to X-Men. get the source book i had the yeah. x-men one that they put out where it was just like it was like 20 pages and then just like wolverine and like his like simple like two paragraph origin his but powers, they, that kind yeah, of thing. They, they use like the bottom of the. Ro- they didn't even like use like, oh, we'll just use this Mark Silvestri drawing. They just gave it to some intern, like, yo, draw Wolverine. Like, this yeah, oh yeah, it was bad, but yeah, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure I have, I have like an X Men like collection, thin paperback. Like, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like 20, 30 pages, and it has well, just pencil drawings of. Everybody. I used to get. Um, I think I told TJ this story. They used to collect the Chris Claremont X-Men in digest size. You get them in Giant, those. which yep. is like a local grocery uh. store. They're in black and white. And it was like impossible to read because like 
Chris Claremont, every word balloon had 3,000 words <laughs> in it. Yeah, they, I've for, those are like one of the weirdest things, like the Marvel Digest editions. They came out, they didn't stop making those until like the early 2000s. They yeah, were still. Runaways was a digest format for a while. For I think. a while, yeah. It's a. It was weird. I don't know why they ever put those out because it's like these will never fit on any bookshelf. Like Reader's Digest was popular at the time. And the, well, that's uh, where they sold them too. They yeah. like Sean said they sold them at the grocery store right next to like those Archie Digest comics that were like. It was uh, the Spider Girl, the Mayday Parker. That was all Digest too. I think. I forget the name of that. It was like M M thirteen universe. Yeah, or yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. With Dark Devil. <laughs> oh god <laughs> well, hey, like, uh, yeah go ahead sorry great job on snakes revenge i'm gonna give sean three points and tj two points that means sean won it means that you tied at oh, 17 oh, points oh god now which we have means, to kiss. Uh, yes yes as is a vague idea tradition Shoot. because it is yeah. a vague idea after dark <laughs> hell yeah you have to uh, lock yourselves in the closet of love. Sean, I've um, never been comfortable in any closet. I was going to say, yeah, I spent way too much time in a closet as it is. Um, but yeah, thanks thanks both of you for being on the show. This was of a lot course. of fun. Um, yeah. I think we all knew something about Metal Gear. Apparently way too so, much. So yeah. Say a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, do you have anything you want to plug? No, just don't ever play this again around anybody that I'm trying to fuck because that will ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put what it on a Spotify that, channel that, uh, just for you. What was that that fucking tweet that I shared where it was like it was from the, like my boyfriend was trying to explain to me Metal Gear and she said and he said that the uh the hero's name was Solid Snake Solid and Snake. I laughed at him and said what is the villain's name Liquid? Liquid. <laughs> He's like boy do I have a story for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hmm. TJ anything you want to plug? Uh no just uh Art of El Topo everywhere. I'm sticking to that branding. I have a website. I have t-shirts. I got all kinds of shit. Uh, my production has gone way down because work has been really busy and the holidays are busy. But I'm sure by the time this airs, I'll have at least three or four new posts. So who knows? We'll see. Yeah, yeah and you'll then, get back uh, on it. Plus your uh, your T Public. What's your yeah. T Public store? Tpublic.com slash user slash Art of El Topo. Yeah, just Google Art of El Topo. Also, obviously, listen to uh, Movie the Podcast. We're still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you just uh, finished your 300th episode, which is yeah. just about double the episodes also, I've done of this show. Just because, just mentioning the show, I realized that I never posted, uh, well, it doesn't matter if people listen to this now, but I haven't posted the current week's episode of the show. Wow. I totally forgot. <laughs> uh, I can't even remember what we reviewed. Uh, uh final, final destination three final destination three yeah it was, yeah i'll yeah. be excited to hear that because i forgot to do it yeah you did yeah. not i wouldn't say that you forgot uh you <laughs> yeah. saved yourself the problem in uh, 20 minutes it will be christmas so like yeah. happy holidays to you boys yeah, yeah happy merry, holidays merry Christmas. merry festivus to all mm-hmm. um yeah i will second uh, listen to movie the podcast uh, yeah, check yeah out. you can it's kind of confusing but you find that on uh, molehole radio.com and then the feed for the show is molehole radio you can um, find it on apple podcasts and just about anywhere podcasts or something yeah, we, we yeah. finally outlasted that guy that had like a fucking a uh, podcast about iowa football oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> hopefully by the time this airs you'll you can find it on spotify again i don't know what's going on with that thing 
But uh, Joe Rogan got mad at us, probably. Probably. And yeah, and and check out Sean and my sci-fi publishing thing. Even though yeah. we we don't like reading, but we yeah, publish but books that people like to read. Just buy, just buy the books and put yeah, them on. A book yeah, show. do whatever you want with it. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah, read spaceboy.com. Yeah. Our our latest book is a cross between uh, uh, fucking Richard Kelly and Infinite Jest. Thanks again, guys, for being on the show. Oh, thank Thanks you, for doing dude. this on Christmas okay. Eve, uh, yeah. listeners. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, review us wherever you listen. You can also check out the other podcasts on our network. We have Roll for Blank Streets of Mage. That's a D&D actual play podcast. And we also have Funky Spunk to talk about Sex and the City and the Hard Pick Mining Company to talk about the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, I'm um, going to be on that show next year. Great. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Uh, I'll talk to Rex and try to get you on there. I, they haven't Chapman? been recording for a while. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, I would like to talk about what's going on because the Nuggets are really shit in the bed right now. Are they bad this year? I don't follow basketball. They're just like sub 500. And granted, we've had we've got like major injuries because Michael Porter Jr.'s out with with back again. And Jamal Murray still hasn't come back from his uh, from his Achilles. So uh, he, he still hasn't been right since he got his soul sucked out on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> and everybody saw his pubic hair that looked like taco meat. Probably at that part out. <laughs> I mean, that should just go on the other podcast. I'll cut it and email it to them so they can put it in the in the show. But yeah, uh, everybody, just be safe. Take care of each other. Uh, try not to get COVID or something. I don't know. Yeah, God, my whole family's got it right now. Great. It's yeah. It's just everywhere. Yeah, Ugh. it's ridiculous. We have all had a vague idea about Metal Gear this week, and that is a good thing. Because snake, 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 snake. Japanese version, snake, snake. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye bye. <laughs> Big ideas written and produced by me, Information about topics often come from Wikipedia, so hey, why not donate a bit to that? Sound effects are creative comments, public domain. If you like this podcast, tell a few people subscribe rate and review us wherever you listen and if you happen to like reading science fiction check out the small press i started with my friend sean brokowski you can find spaceboy books at readspaceboy.com